0: That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish.
1: Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish Swish
2: and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of
1: Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And apparently I'm the only cool kid at this table because Tiffany's gone.
2: (sighs) And this episode is sponsored by Jillian Zerline. Thank you. I hope thank I you. said your name right, but thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yes, Tiffany is not with us today. She had to be with her family. Um, and so we are doing a chapter without her, unfortunately, but family is important. And That comes first. So, today we're going to be discussing chapter 34 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Priori Incantatum. So, make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to burrow your way into the details. Before we begin, we're going to me,
1: the weekly <laughs> profit. <laughs>
0: Look, who's over
1: there? Oh, it's me, with your daily prophet, Megan. <laughs> who's that? It's Megan.
2: She's basically the best. She's basically the best. I'm basically the best. I don't talk in third person. Okay. So, I just <laughs> wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to get kind of have like a little round table discussion for Weekly Profit today about Warner Brothers purchase of Cursed Child.
1: Can we just clear the air for now though? Yes. There's no
2: confirmation of a movie.
1: Correct. They've said years ago that there wasn't going to be a movie. They reiterated that point, and then a lot of people are like they're going to bring the original people back. I don't That's think some of them would be into it.
2: More power to I mean like that would be amazing if they did, and it's not confirmed one way or another. Mm-hmm. But um I don't people think, have been trying to post that in the group like over and over and over again, and I keep deleting it because I don't want to post that in the group because it's not a real rumor. Yeah. So um, I apologize to anybody who I've just, like, deleted their post for, but that's why. It's because I just, I don't want to mislead people we, and it's not confirmed.
1: We also do that sometimes if, like, there you'll see that, well, we see, not you, because you guys aren't, you know, approving posts, but there'll be times where, like, a certain, like, Meme goes around, and then everybody's trying to post it, which is yeah. great. We and love I, that everybody wants to do that, but like I
2: stagger it over yeah. the day like I'll post one and then like I'll delete some, and then if one comes like the next day I'll, I'll post it again yeah. but, so if but if but something
1: yeah. like that is still like you get i don't know, I'm assuming you might get a notification that it was declined. that's usually why it's just because someone else has already posted it in our group um, true, um, but going
2: back to so so yeah, the movie it's child. it's not confirmed, but what I will say is that. They were very specific to say movie. So I, I'm not saying, like, I don't want to completely rule out that they will not give us Cursed Child in another format at some point, but it's not gonna be a movie. Would you think they would do like a mini series? That's kind of what I'm thinking. So, like, like a two part special? Maybe. Or, um, cause uh, I do know that it's confirmed that Warner Brothers is getting their own streaming service sometime next mm. year. So they would re—they would be pretty stupid to not capitalize on Harry Potter, especially since they dropped, like, I don't know the exact amount, but they dropped, like, many, many millions of dollars on the rights to Cursed Child. So um, I don't know if anybody saw. There was this, like, huge moment a couple – I think it was, like, maybe just a week ago now. Um, but – It was like this build-up. Like, Joe tweeted for the first time in eight months, people were freaking out. They were freaking out.
1: We were freaking out. Um, I really wasn't, because I was very... I'm like, eh, I don't really know if I... Not that, obviously, like, I liked... I loved the play, watching it and everything, but at the same time, I'm like, if you're just going to, like, reuse the same material that you have, like, if they truly were going to make a movie out of Cursed Child, like, I just want newer information. You know what I mean? That's just where I'm at. Yeah. Like, I don't want a Cursed Child movie. I don't want... You know, I wouldn't want a TV show just Harry Potter. Like, give me something new. Like, I like Fantastic Beasts are giving me new information. New. But at the same yeah. time, I would want stuff that's, like, it could be in the same world. It could be, like, a whole Ilvermorny story. Give me those things. Give me students there. Give me students in other parts of, like, the world. Yeah. Um, well, That's I just think, my opinion.
2: So, like, this is kind of where my thought process has been with it is... I, I want Cursed Child to be more accessible for people. I really do because I totally understand that people just can't afford to, I mean, it's yeah. expensive yeah. It to because it's two parts. You've got to buy two tickets and that's just for one person and yeah. nine times out of 10, you're going with somebody. So that's like four tickets yeah. you have to buy just to see a play. Um, and, like, I want it to be available to more people because it's a good Agreed. story if you, like, can see it and visualize it. So I'm thinking there is – it is confirmed Warner Brothers has a streaming service coming. Like I said, I think it would be stupid if they didn't capitalize on Harry Potter because it's a huge franchise that they own. Yeah. So I – this is my theory is that I think that Cursed Child is going to somehow be put out on that streaming service, whether it's, like, a live recording of the play – or a mini-series. Maybe it's, like, a four-part four-part series mm-hmm. or something. Um, and that's going to segue them into giving us new content. So I think that, like, that'll be the first thing they put out. And then they'll dive into, like, maybe a Founder's story. Maybe a marauder story. Maybe, um, I-, I don't know. It could be literally anything. I mean, she's given us seven Wizarding Schools. Like, why can't there be an Ilvermorny yeah. um, series? You know, something so... Uh, Especially now that, like, Lord of the Rings is doing yep. that. Game of Thrones just had a show confirmed that they're doing, like, from yeah. thousands of years before. Yep. Um, there's even another Game of Thrones series about the Tar- Targaryens that is, like, in the works. So, like, all of these super popular franchises are doing this. Yeah. So I think that it would be naive for us to say that they're not going to do it with Harry Potter, to be honest. So, I have faith that we're gonna get more content, but I think that they may segue it with like a repeat, like you say you don't want. But I think the repeat might be cursed child to make it more accessible for
1: people. That's fine. Because and then they'll I, go into. I agree. Like we were crazy lucky to be able to go see it for as cheaply as we did. For sure. Um, because like we waited and forever. Even, even mm-hmm. in Cleveland, where we have, like, our own little playhouse, little district, like, it's still expensive to go see plays down there in Cleveland. Hamilton was still, like, four or $500 yes. even in well, Cleveland. Well, they were all sold out within minutes, and then right. everyone's reselling them for hundreds yeah. of dollars. Of um, and so, like, when you go to a big city like New York or Chicago or even San Francisco, like, places that have these big theaters, specifically, like, mostly New York City, it's hundreds of dollars to see one play so it's not accessible and like that's the thing that like kind of sucks is like it's such an amazing art form to watch Mm -hmm. not just like a Harry Potter thing but musicals and other plays you know just to see these actors that have put so much time and effort into you know um, going up there and learning all of these lines and then performing it live where literally anything can happen Um, it's amazing to watch and it's something that not everyone is able to because it is so expensive yeah. Um, which sucks, and so I do think that like it would be great to have it more accessible to people because I mo- majority of the people I've I've talked to that didn't like the whole reading of the play and then seeing it changed their minds. I want to say almost every single person I've talked to. Well, there's I'd even say some people like at least ninety percent, if not higher. Yes, yeah. like some people are like, oh, I still had some issues with like you know the, the plot line and all of that stuff, but at the end of the day, they're like, I truly like my mind was changed watching it um which is something i wish everyone was able to do so that would be a great way for it to happen um on a streaming service i will say i was super (laughs) underwhelmed and i know tiffany was very underwhelmed with the whole reveal she's like literally that's it
2: well i think that they are really trying to have this build up because um yes all they announced was a rebrand so like yeah the harry potter font is now the Warner Brothers Harry Potter font and they've also changed it to say J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child because I think a lot of people separate Cursed Child from her because she isn't the sole writer of Mm -hmm. it. So I think that they are really trying to rebrand Cursed Child as the eighth story Mm. so that they can really like drive it to become a part of the franchise because right now it's like very separate but now that they've purchased it, and now that they can make the look and feel cohesive, um, I think they're hoping to gain more support before it gets put out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But but that was so underwhelming. I was like, why did I wait
1: up for this? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I went to bed. But um, I wonder, too, if this has anything to do with like Fantastic Beasts, because the second movie didn't make as much money as the... Um, first one and then like they pushed back filming for the third a and like it's year. really not a good sign I know um, so yeah
2: you know, I know there's a I, lot to be said well I think that she um, took criticism of crimes very well and I think that's why it got pushed because she's like hold up let's take a step back and like make sure that number three is right yeah Um and I think that as well, like...
1: There's just a lot of plot holes with it that, like...
2: And, and like, for me, like, I get that there's, like, I'm okay with plot holes because I understand that this is, you know, not even halfway through a series of movies, but at the same time, when you are only giving people a film as opposed to a novel and a film, mm-hmm. there are going to be people who are going to go and see this movie who don't necessarily know Potter. Yeah. They just know fantastic beast yeah and I feel like for crimes specifically you had to know a lot of Potter knowledge to really like on un- and like even then we were still stumped on a lot of things you know mm-hmm. but like to understand Dumbledore and his background and like all of yeah. that like all of that that came to fruition it's just um and she, and she has to think about that and honestly I think that a lot of it and I I mean I've said it before, like, I love David Yates as a director. I love, like, how he makes films look and everything, but he cuts out so much, and she really needs to hone in on him because it's different with Potter. Like, it was okay with Potter for him to cut certain things out because we had the novels to fall mm-hmm. back on, but with this, when you are cutting out a scene... Like that scene of Dumbledore and Newt conversing that was all of like 20 seconds and then they put it in like the outtakes of the DVD and it's like that was pertinent information. Why was that cut out, especially when this is all we have to go on? Yeah. And like in reality, what is 20 more seconds in that movie? Like what is the big deal? I love David Yates, but oh my God, he cuts out way too much stuff and like visually he's amazing but like Joe just needs to be on him with editing like no this can't come out I think he's doing all of them Mm. so I think that that's going to be you know that's going to need to be something if he's not willing to work with Joe because she's now the, uh, the script writer and the producer like she's really involved he needs to fall back on her and okay absolutely everything because I think that he is the reason crimes failed, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think her script failed us. I think that it was David Yates' editing that failed us.
1: But I don't think, like, when reading the script... um... Well, they didn't give us the unedited script. Correct. That
2: would be a thing that they could have done that would have been great.
1: I would agree with that. This was
2: like a soapbox I wasn't expecting to have. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I mean, like, I hope... I really hope that her and David both took the criticism... And both are going to just, like, open their eyes and be like, whoa, this didn't do very good at the box office. Mm -hmm. If we want to be able to give the fans all of these movies, we need to get it together. And we need to work together. And we need to make sure that it's cohesive. And we need to make sure that the story is understood. And, like, not every fan is like me, where I'm okay with what I got because I understand and I have faith that we will get the whole story in the end. But a lot of people are probably watched crimes and are like i'm out on this one i just don't get it it's yeah. too much yeah and they have to think of of those fans too because like i'm i don't represent a lot i don't represent most of the fandom i think that and like i don't know how you guys feel but like i'm okay with sticking with it because i get it but not everybody's gonna get it not everybody's gonna stick with it and that's gonna be a problem Yes, if they want to tell us this entire story.
1: Um, I'm more of I like, want to know it. I'm more of the fan that like, yeah, obviously I'm going to go and watch all of the movies, but I'm just... And I think this is just me in general. I'm a very skeptical person. So like, I had to go and see it two times for me to even really know if I liked it or if I didn't like it, which I'm still like on the fence. Um, and like, to be honest with the whole thing, I'm just like, yeah, it's all right. You know, with both both of the movies. Um, like, it's just... I think because like for me um I like don't even watch the Potter films I watch anymore. I would I would just rather have a book, but
2: doing this podcast more makes me super super appreciate the books more than I ever did. Mhm. Because like going through high school and college, the movies were my fallback. They were just easy. I put them on, they were easy to have on in the background. But now that I, like, am really breaking down the books specifically, it makes me really appreciate the details and really, like, want to get into the nitty-gritty of, like, what everything means and where it's going. And I think with you, Sarah, not, well, I mean, obviously we're the ones conversing, Katie's pretty quiet, (laughs) but um, I think with you, like, I don't think that you will know if you like I'll have to get until it Grindel- it's I don't all think, the very end. Yes. I don't think you're going to know if you like Fantastic Beasts in general <laughs> until the final movie comes out and we have time to really, like, process it. Discuss it.
1: But I think, too, with us doing this whole podcast series, it's also, like, a bit of a downfall for us. where are like, obviously we're now so used to, we've been doing this for over two years, where we nitpick every single yeah. chapter. So now we're... You know, and we go through at the end of each book, we're going to go through the movie and be like, all of these things are different. So we're going into it knowing these specific characters that we've seen in the actual Harry Potter films and the books that are now in Fantastic Beasts. We're seeing them and we know their backstory and we really have talked about them and we can understand why they do these things and why they do this. But we're like just a lot. um, What's the word I'm looking for? We're just, you know, we're very.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm uh, trying,
1: we're just, uh, we're like going through it with like a fine tooth comb just because right. we're so used to doing that. Yeah. Not necessarily on purpose.
2: And like, that's how I'm treating the Fantastic Beast movies. Cause that's all I have. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm treating those movies. Like I would treat the Potter books yeah. now. Um, like, oh my God, like all of our analysis podcasts of the crimes, um, trailers, I mean mean, yeah, like, 90% that was, of the stuff was
1: wrong anyway. So,
2: but, like, some of it wasn't, and how cool <laughs> yeah. was that? Like, to be able to, like, have this going on with, with something new, like crimes or whatever the next one's going to be called, to be able to, like, theorize again just feels really good. But I just wish that we could theorize on a novel because I feel like all of these, like, little questions and nuances that we're catching up on, like, would be answered with a novel. Yeah. Because a lot of what Joe writes so well... Is thoughts mm-hmm. and you can't see that in the movies. Well, I mean, like you. And two, like Eddie Redmond's a great actor. Yes, but there's yes. just some things you just can't do.
1: Like, but even Eddie Redmond had said he's like, "This is the most detailed script I've ever had." Yeah. So, like, just fill in those gaps of people talking with more information. Mm-hmm. Um, and or I mean, give you, us an unedited script. Yes. And let us and read I, it. I haven't read the first one. I don't think. I think I just read the second one because, like. We watched the movie and had to go home immediately and read the screenplay to, like, have it really go through my head for the second one. Um, so I don't know if... I don't remember doing it for the first, but I have it.
2: The first, I believe, did have a couple of different things in it.
1: That's what I've heard. But then the, s- do.
2: the second one didn't for whatever reason, and I don't know why that decision was made. Yeah, I think it's because the book came out... Like, a couple of days before the movie. It's like, well, I would rather just let you have the movie come out and give us the script two months later yeah. and have it be the full thing so that we can, like, really nitpick it after seeing it. But I don't know. Hey, Joe, hear us. Do it. Katie, <laughs> what are your thoughts on all of the things? You guys said a lot of things. <laughs>
1: um, As I was, usual.
3: I had one thought that we sort of touched on, just, like, bringing it back to Cursed Child, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if if they do a streaming service and all that, like I'm down with that. Well, they are doing a streaming service, but if they put it on there and then do other things off of that, that'd be cool. But I do have a beef with Warner Brothers, just like, I don't know. I'm kind of worried about what they're doing to the Potter name, but we'll see. It's all about money. It's mm-hmm. all it is. And it's just kind of annoying me, but. Yeah.
2: That's what worries me about them buying Cursed Child. Like yeah. what really were the motives behind this? Uh I mean every motive that they have has to do with money, if I'm yeah. being honest, but I just feel like sorry, go ahead. No, go for it.
3: Sarah I think said it in the last I think in the Felix Files we just recorded, maybe, I don't know, but like a lot of the stuff that is coming out like more under Warner Brothers as opposed to like the Wizarding World or JK it's like kinda of, some of it's chintzy and some of it's cheap and it doesn't have the quality that it mm-hmm. used to, or maybe I'm
2: just old. I don't know. And they better not do that with the streaming service series. I would, like, if they, right. if they like, cheap out on it and they're just like, oh, we're just going to capitalize because it's going to have, you know, the wizarding world, whatever, no big deal. Like, if they're going to do it, they better do it right.
1: But realistically, like, think of how much, how many fans would, like, essentially riot if they gave us some <laughs> garbage television show. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to watch that. Right. Like, this is, if it's not good, like, I'm not here for it. Like, I literally would not be able to sit and watch it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's sad that I think that they just wanted to make sure that they owned everything Harry Potter, you know, Cursed Child, all the Fantastic Beasts stuff, all the Wizarding World, Wizardly, you know, mm-hmm,
3: oh, it's just, hmm, well put, Tam, Tam says um, there's an anxious, anxiousness with stuff that is coming out because you're scared it's going to ruin something that is so important to you personally. I grew up with this. It's physically part of me. Yeah. Like, I feel that on a very deep yeah, level. I yeah. agree. I'm and all about, like, change and growth and, like, embracing new things with it. Just make it good. Don't yeah. just do it because you want a buck in your pocket. Yeah. Right.
2: And, I mean, like, a lot of other companies, like, seem to be doing that with other franchises. So, hopefully, they just take the advice of of those and yeah. run with it. I think that, I don't think that Joe would let them hopefully i don't know but we'll see i don't know i guess at that point since they own it yes she has say but like i wonder to what point right you know yeah get flipped right so
3: we'll see it's
1: just dead sad
3: we'll see all right whoa who's gonna who's gonna intro my part i think florence should
1: i don't know if florence can florence should try all right (laughs) I'm Florence, and I'm here to say a recap (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
3: All right, so last time, uh, Lucius, or I think we dubbed him Luscious, right? Yeah. Luscious Malfoy is called out by by Voldemort, as are all the Death Eaters, pretty much. Uh, Sucks to suck, but, you know, that's what you get when you're on the dark side. And I'm taking your cookies. I was going to say, and you get cookies. (laughs) (laughs) So Voldemort goes on another long-winded monologue. Do villains ever learn? No, because... That leads to a downfall every single time. Harry's hit with his first ever unforgivable curse, and Voldemort has him untied to stand and fight him. Doo.
1: Alright. So take a shot. Wormtails. I'm <laughs> lying, not wormtails. Wormtail <laughs> frees Harry so he can duel with Voldemort. And of course then Voldemort has to like talk first and wah. And so during the duel, he ends up using the three unforgivable curses. Um, but he, so he first does Crucius. That's not how you say that. Then he does the Imperius curse. But hey, Harry is able to throw it off. Um, and then he and Voldemort duel, and it's Vada cadaver versus Expelliarmus. And then something very interesting happens with the wands and their cores. Mm. And then, with the help of the dead, Harry's able to get back, um, get himself and Cedric's body back to Hogwarts.
2: You just like ruined this
3: chapter. Thanks.
1: I mean, <laughs> spoilers.
3: <time. laughs> uh, Mara, correct me. That's not the first unforgivable unfor- he's hit with. It's the first Cruciatus he's hit with because he does get hit with Imperio by Judy. Oh yeah. Thank yeah
1: you. But no, but but like but I meant you first, know, but was- like in
3: real
2: world duel.
3: Right. I meant like, like in
1: that duel, the first right. one he's hit with because he gets hit in that moment with Voldemort. He. He throws all three of them at him. So the first one that Voldemort throws at him is Crucio. Then he does Imperius, and then he does Avada Kedavra. That's what I meant.
3: No, she was correcting me. Oh. She was, you're fine. You're good.
1: Get out. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read Tiffany's part. So if things are odd, it's because I didn't write this. <laughs>
3: what is she saying? I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, Wormtail approaches Harry, and then Harry tries to get up on his feet so he can support himself when the ropes are untied. Um, Then Wormtail uses his new silver hand to take out Harry's gag and throws, nope, and cuts the ropes with one swipe.
2: Swiper, no swipe. I was thinking (laughs) that in my head and
1: wasn't going to say it. For a moment in time, Harry considered making a run for it, but his injured leg wouldn't allow that, which is Mm. interesting when we talk about it at the end of this chapter. Mm. The Death Eaters formed a tighter circle around him. There were no gaps, nowhere to go. This that's
2: this like scary. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, ooh, it like, makes for think of the panic. Like it makes for a you... 14 year old. Yeah. You have to
1: ooh, take a breath. Like, I think of chills. how sick those people are to be like, yeah, we're going to murder this kid right now.
2: Yeah. And, like, we're going to let and this think, happen and we're going to watch it.
1: Think Lucius Malfoy has a son that's his age. Mm-hmm. Like, you're Good messed point. up. And Crab
2: and Goyle. It's true.
1: You're all messed up. Um. So then Wormtail went over to Cedric's body. He retrieves Harry's wand and he thrusts it into Harry's hand without looking at him. And she's like, this is so... Because he is a horrible person and Harry is so pure, he can't look at him. But, like, honestly, do you feel like Wormtail... Like,
2: like we know who he is, right? Yeah. Like, we know how he is. But at the same time, at the end of the day, he really did view James, Sirius, and Remus as friends. Yeah, And he knows... That Harry, yeah, like he's messed up, and this is his situation, and he has to give Harry this wand and watch him get killed. Yeah, the the boy who looks just like his friend James, like
0: who he killed. Sure, I'm
2: sure. Not that like I feel any ounce of sadness for Wormtail, really, but like he feels bad right now.
1: I think he's got some regretting going on. Yeah, I think more so. Like he's probably (laughs) thinking, like, what. Like, this is what I've gotten myself into. You yeah. Know? He's like just kind of
2: regretting his life choices. Yeah, for sure. I think he's definitely trying to put a front on to like mm.
3: just trying to close himself off because he's having all like, this fear. Here, do this. Yeah. Here, this is yours.
1: I'm going away now. Like, yeah. I'm not even yeah. going to look at you.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and then Wormtail goes to take his place in the circle of the death dudes. The circle death buddies. of Buddies. death buddies. I like <laughs> death dudes because I like the double D's. <laughs> So, Voldy then casually asks Harry if he has been taught how to duel. And then his red eyes were glinting in the darkness, which is sickening. Red for evil. Um, Lime is evil. Yeah, that's true. So, you can tell that he is really savoring the moment where he thinks that he is going to finally get rid of the one person who can actually ruin his immortality plans. He's probably thinking he's like, "I'm gonna have a big steak tonight when I get home." <laughs> Where's the other when you need her? Do you think Voldemort eats? He, oh, he probably lips, hasn't so... yet, but he had he had to drink the milk. So I guarantee Ooh. he's gonna have to have some kind of sustenance once he becomes a human again. I just can't see him to sitting down human, like you like you for dinner. A burger. You know what I mean? He'd be human again. I envision him feasting. Like I think with the. The glasses of wine that Tiffany has, where he's like eating mutton with a fork with three prongs and sipping slowly on some red wine. <laughs> That's how I feel like he eats. Or maybe he is And then in feed the him background,
2: grapes. it goes, red, red wine. You know that song?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, Harry then goes outside of himself and remembers a simpler time, you know, when a giant basilisk was trying to kill muggleborns and he was remembering the dueling club. <laughs> Two years ago, he only remembered learning one spell that was for disarming. And dude, this one's going to be your ticket home for the rest of your life. You'll know no other spell. (laughs) Expelliarmus. But what use would that be? Even if he used it and it worked, he was still surrounded by death dudes outnumbered 30 to 1. That's like crazy to think because like when you think about the movie, because like, I know for me, when I visualize, like, these scenes, I'm so impacted by, because I've seen the movie so many times, there was, like, ten guys standing standing around some, you know, corpse grass, so. Some what? Corpse (laughs) grass. Because they're in a graveyard. Correct. Um, Is there also grave gravel? Yeah. Oh, body boulders? Oh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, when looking back at reading this chapter, this is Tiffany, I guess I didn't realize how many Death Eaters showed up in the small graveyards. Movieisms, man. And I obviously would agree. Um, So, here he is racking his brain. He's trying to think of something that he had learned that would help him in this situation. He couldn't think of anything. He knew, however, that because of Moody's class, he knows that he is up against the unblockable Avada Kedavra curse. And um, she spelled Voldemort wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And Voldemort made a good point that his mother wasn't there to save him this time. Or is she? Uh, oh, tune in later for the rest of our episode and you'll find out.
3: Couldn't Harry like use a cheering charm on him? Just make Voldemort feel real good? <laughs>
2: and then just peace out?
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> what Bellatrix is for.
3: Oh, she's
2: <laughs> too bad she in Azkaban. Oh, yep, she locked up. Wait, so, what? are the puffs called? Oh, whiz
1: Yeah, whiz-priz. <laughs> she's in
2: <whiz-priz. laughs>
1: um And then Valdi does something nice, and he teaches Harry how to duel. So okay. kind, so thoughtful. Oh, maybe he does do the Imperius on him first because he tells him to bow, and then he makes him bow. But so without first, like
3: saying it, yeah.
1: He's like, first you bow to one another." And to my surprise, Valdi bent a little bit, and he kept his face upturned to Harry. And it says, Come the niceties must be observed. Um, Dumbledore... Wow. Dumbledore would like you to show manners. Bow to death, Harry. And then the Death Eaters were laughing. Voldemort was smiling. And Harry did not bow. That's my boy, Tiffany says. He's not going to be played with before he being killed.
3: Why did Tiffany leave out the fact that it says he smiled his lipless smile? I do believe that's what
1: is in the book. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You had to talk to Tiffany.
2: Lipless
1: lip, Lord, Lord Lipless, lip. Lord lip, <laughs> So Valdi doesn't I care for this, I and, in this chapter. Sorry, <laughs> so Valdi doesn't care for this, and makes him bow using a non-verbal spell. So maybe it's not that imperious Obviously, I lied. Um, and Harry feels his spine curve in order to make him bow. The Death Eaters were now laughing harder. Very good, said Voldemort softly. And as he raised his wand, the pressure bearing down upon Harry lifted too. And now you face me like a man. He's a 14 year old boy. Right. Straight backed and proud, the way your father died. Now we duel. And Voldemort raises his wand. (laughs) How freaking sad, but also good for James being like, you know what? I know I don't have literally thing like, I don't got my magic. Well, I mean, he's got his magic with him, but his wand's just laying on the couch.
3: James sort of transformed, charged him, boom.
1: Right? No. Ooh, that yeah, I mean, not been... done because he had horcruxes, but partially done. <laughs> yeah. one, one sixth. Look at hit with nine lives. Checkmark. Baltimore has six lives. <laughs> Five to go.
2: Um, all right. So, Vold- Why didn't he
1: think to do that, though?
2: I, I read that somewhere online, and I was like,
1: yes! <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense! Do you think Lily was How? an amigas? I think she was.
3: I, I,
2: cool I she kind was. of always envisioned that she was, but it was just never in the story. Do you think she was a doe? I think she was a fox.
1: Oh. Well, I know Red and you hair, don't think you know, her and James and were... Hand together. me
2: down, robes. Must be a fox.
1: <laughs> Get out. Read your section.
2: <laughs> um, so, all right, so... Voldemort immediately casts Crucio, and Harry feels immense pain, and he describes the pain as white hot knives piercing every inch of his skin, and then it was over, and I just wanted a little, I feel like maybe it's been a minute since we uh, talked about Crucio, has it? I don't know. Do you think it feels like a tattoo all over your body at once?
1: Oh, I feel that like it's much suck. worse they than that because white I feel hot it, knives. It is, Sometimes.
2: but it's just on your skin, whereas like this, oh, I feel everywhere. like is on the inside. Oh, I don't think so it, it feels like, like white
1: hot knives when I'm oh, getting yeah. tattooed. Oh yeah, that's
2: what I always describe it as. It's a white hot knife going and drawing oh. something on my skin. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Oh, that's funny. Everyone feels it a little. But different. crucio, uh, the purpose of it is to inflict excruciating pain on the recipients. Um, a couple other, a couple other um, quotes. Uh, This is on Pottermore. It's like the fact file. It was pain beyond anything Harry had ever experienced. His very bones were on fire. His head was surely splitting along his scar. He wanted it to end, to black out, to die. So that's intense. Um, uh, So, okay. Okay. Voldemort then tells Harry that he's going to give him a break, and he asks that if he asks if that hurt and if he wants him to do it again. Harry won't answer him though, and at this point, he comes to terms with the fact he's going to die like Cedric. Aww. That is what Voldemort was telling him. But Harry was determined to not let that happen. He was not going to beg him. Anyone who thinks Harry isn't a Gryffindor is cray. He's. 14 years old. And right. this kid's like, I'm going to die. And he he at this point, he's already like accepted that. Right. I
1: think like even later on when he's at the final battle, like he walks in there being like, I'm gonna die and I'm okay with this. Like I know. It's just
2: it's selfless. insane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <sighs> um I mean that's also kind of a Hufflepuff thing to do.
2: It is very yeah, I mean, yes, but at the same time. It is more... I think it's more so bravery because... Yeah, for sure. Like, boldness and bravery that he
1: is... I don't not think he's a Gryffindor. He's a sort of something.
2: (laughs) So Harry uh, doesn't want to answer Voldemort about wanting him to do it again because that's just, like, (laughs) who would say, yeah.
1: Well.
2: Cast Crucio on me again. I really want
1: to say a bad word, but I'm not going to. I feel like... I would only because I'd be like, if I was like mad at him, be Taunting. like, fine, do it again. Like, right, yeah, yeah, I can handle it because I've somewhat done that before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, so at that point, Voldemort casts Imperio on him. And we all know already how well Harry does with the Imperius curse, thanks to good old Judy. And he Judy. does not disappoint here. He fights and fights against it. Voldemort keeps like urging him to say yes. Or no. Uh, but then Harry, in his mind, is just saying, say, I won't. Like, sc- and then he screams, I won't. Um, and again... I love that part. So do I. It's like the way that it's, re- the way that it's written. So awesome. Um, so Imperio is to make someone do exactly what you want. The Imperius curse can be fought, and I'll be teaching you how, but it takes real strength of character, and not everyone's got it. Better avoid being hit with it. Quote, Judy.
1: Well, Baltimore Crowds Jr. as Moody, correct.
3: Think of like okay, I, it it's impressive enough that he could overcome it from Judy, but to overcome it from Voldemort, yeah. who is like agree. literally one of the most powerful wizards currently right now in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yep. incredible.
1: And he's fourteen.
2: And he's fourteen. Yep. Um. So just I wanted to like read how how that goes down, Um, Voldemort says, I asked you whether you want me to do that again, said Voldemort softly, answer me, Imperio, and Harry felt for the third time in his life the sensation that his mind had been wiped of all thought, ah, it was bliss not to think, it was as though he were floating, dreaming, just answer no, say no, just answer no, I will not, said a stronger voice in the back of his head, I won't answer, just answer no, I won't do it, I won't say it, just answer no. I won't. And those words burst from Harry's mouth. They echoed through the graveyard, and the dream state was suddenly was lifted as suddenly as though cold water had been thrown over him. Back rushed the aches that the Cruciatus Curse had left all over his body. Back rushed the realization of where he was and what he was facing.
3: This chapter is short, but like. God, it's really it's like intense. intense. Yeah. It's
1: jam-packed with stuff, man. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> episode title.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, Voldemort seems kind of, like, impressed with Harry that he has overcome the Imperius, and I'm just like, you jerk. Mm. Uh, but Voldemort threatens to cast Crucio again. Harry was ready that time, though, and he flung himself behind the tombstone. And Voldemort says, We are not playing hide-and-seek, Harry, said Voldemort's soft, cold voice, drawing nearer as the Death Eaters laughed. You cannot hide from me. Does this mean you're tired of our duel? Does this mean that you would prefer me to finish it now, Harry? Come out, Harry. Come out and play then. It will be quick. It might even be painless. I would not know. I have never died.
3: Just want to punch him in his noseless, lipless face.
2: (laughs) So like Voldemort is coaxing him to come back out and he's literally telling him that death won't be painful, it'll be quick.
1: I and mean, probably not wrong.
2: No, he's not, but like the mental state that any other 14-year-old would be in at this moment. Dude,
3: you'd be like in fetal position sobbing. You know what I mean? Like, like I, how, I love Ron. Do you even come to I love Ron to death,
2: but imagine him in this situation. Like he would would not. be dead. Yep. Yep. Um, So, yeah, like, at this point, Voldemort still hasn't really seemed to learn from his uh, monologues. (laughs) But but if he wants to kill Harry, he should probably just do it instead of talking about it. Um, But at this point, a 14-year-old Harry has to accept his death is imminent. I literally can't even comprehend this. Like, it's just... Like, there's no other word to describe it except, like, sad. Like, it is just sad that right now, in this moment, that is where he's at, and he's accepted it. And he's like, you know what? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, you know what? I'm going to walk out there, just like my father, and I'm going to die standing up straight facing Voldemort. Shout out
3: to Dan Radcliffe for the movie part of this, because you can see that he's, like, like, sucks himself up, and he gets up, up and he's just like, yeah, I'm going to face this. You know, his build like up is dad. so good.
2: Yeah. So sure. in the in the book it says he was going to die upright like his father, and he was going to die trying to defend himself even if no defense was possible. Harry. Oh but Harry there is.
3: You got this. So just, as just that one as, you know.
2: as soon as Harry stood up and came around, Voldemort was ready, but so was Harry. So Voldemort immediately casts Avada Kedavra, just as Harry casts the ever-famous Expelliarmus. Funny here, within just paragraphs, we see all three of the curses that good old Judy had taught Harry. I didn't realize that till Sarah said it, and then I'm glad you pointed out again.
3: Yeah. That's crazy. Judy. Once again, she's prepping us the whole book. Right. To come to this peak.
1: Yep. that just kick you in the crotch, spit on your neck, fantastic? <laughs> Is that from there. It Takes Two? No. Mm. What is You'll it understand why. Oh, so it's from Friends. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Julie! <laughs>
2: Sorry, Katie. it sounds Go like fine. a quote from the movie It Takes Two with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Uh-huh.
1: just makes me think of that. Every time we say Judy, I want to say Judy! <laughs> Feel free. Like,
2: Julie! You only have so much time <laughs>
3: before Judy's gone.
1: <laughs> or is yeah. it...
3: All right, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so Take shot. Voldemort casts his spell, Harry casts his, um, a jet of green, <coughs> Meg, you're on board here, green light came from Voldemort's wand, a jet Can of- you say it how it's spelled? Voldemort. <laughs> 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 My finger was a little happy with the shift key. So a green light came from Voldemort's wand, and a jet of red light came from Harry's, and they met in air, yay, Christmas! And suddenly, <laughs> Harry's wand is vibrating like an electric charge is just surging through it. And he couldn't have let go of it, even if he wanted to. Yes.
1: Um, it's interesting, if you know anything about the color wheel, that red and green are opposite on the color wheel, so they cancel each other out. Mm. Um, like, I, the reason I know that really well is with hair colors, those colors, you don't really ever see that too much. It's more like, you know, you use a blue to cancel out a gold, or like a yellow shade, orangey shade you cancel out with a violet but those two are opposite on the mm-hmm. color wheel mm-hmm. and it's also interesting that it's a like Expelliarmus versus a Vada kadabra would do that
3: I agree true it's true so there's a narrow beam of light that connects the two ones so where the red and the green meet there's a bright deep gold and Harry can see that Voldemort's having the same problems with his wand as he is so both of them are like clutching their wands basically for dear life Um, And then suddenly, and in the book it says, like, nothing could have prepared Harry for this. They were both raised into the air, so their wands are still connected. They start gliding away, and then they, like, land on a patch of the graveyard that is, like, free of graves. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I know, me too. And the Death Eaters are all, like, shouting. They're asking Voldemort what to do. And after they land, um, the golden beam... Splinters and there's a thousand beams that, like, crisscross and arc all over them, and it makes, like, this golden dome, like a cage of light around them. And I liked this quote, the Death Eaters circled like jackals. So they're, like, mm-hmm. they don't know what the heck to do. They're just yelling at him, like, like what, what do we do for you? And he's just like, don't do anything unless I tell you to, because obviously he has to kill Harry Potter, and yeah. he can do
2: this by himself, and he can't be shown up again by a 14-year-old kid. I think that's also his, like, defense mechanism because he doesn't know what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: also, um, different topic, but it makes me think of, like, the hyenas in The Lion King. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I always think of the hyenas just, like, pacing, and they're like, what do we do? What do we do? Same thing. But, like, Voldemort is Scar, and Harry is Simba.
1: (laughs) I killed your father. Well, that's accurate here, that too. That is accurate.
3: <laughs> um, so now Harry has to hold onto his wand with two hands because it's just getting harder and harder to keep that connection going. Um, so from the book, And then an unearthly and beautiful sound filled the air. It was coming from every thread of the light-spun web vibrating around Harry and Voldemort. It was a sound Harry recognized, Phoenix song. It was a sound of hope to Harry, the most beautiful and welcome thing he had ever heard in his life. He felt as though the song were inside him instead of just around him. It was the sound he connected with Dumbledore, and it was almost as though a friend were speaking in his ear. Don't break the connection. Side note... I was like, why Phoenix song? I don't understand. Until literally today, I was like, oh, because they both have a Phoenix tail feather in their
2: wands. Oh. Okay, good. <laughs> no I
0: wasn't either.
3: Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it. Like, where is this music coming from?
1: <laughs> and I wonder, like, does each Phoenix have their own song? And he would recognize this one because it is Fox's tail feather. Oh, maybe. I bet like
3: you they that. do. It's like a form I of identity think, for them. Yeah. yeah, I
1: would think that they do. I like that a lot. Look at that. Look at that. I'm so glad <laughs> I wasn't the only one who was like, as didn't t- realize that. Tiffany would say, I was that years old when I found <laughs> that out. Instead of I was today years old. So as soon as he knows that he
3: can't, like, he hears this voice in his head, don't break the connection, and he thinks, I won't. Like, I know I won't. But as soon as he thinks that, it obviously becomes harder to do. I feel like that's very relatable in life. Um, so there's large beads of light now sliding up and down that golden thread that's connecting both of their spells. So it's like making his wand shudder worse, and the closer it gets to him, he feels like his wand's actually going to like burst into flame because it, the wood just feels so hot. So he doesn't even know why he's concentrating on the beads of light, but he concentrates more than he's ever concentrated on anything just to get it to go back towards Voldemort instead of to him.
1: Do you think it felt like that? Because, like, Phoenix is, like, burst into a ball of flame before they're reborn? Maybe. Oh, maybe.
3: Maybe. I didn't even think about that. So I just want to say, go Harry, because he was doing it. And Voldemort actually looks astonished and almost fearful. Take that.
2: (laughs) Take that (laughs) in your lips. Oh, wait, you don't got any. (laughs) Or a nose. Nope. So he does do it, and
3: as soon as that bead makes contact with Voldemort's wand, his wand screams in pain, and this smoky-looking hand flies out of the tip and vanishes. So that's the ghost of the hand that he made Wormtail. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So then there's more shots of pain, and something larger is coming this time. It was a great, grayish something that looked as though it was made of the solidest, densest smoke, a head, chest, arms and here came the torso of Cedric Diggory. So Cedric comes out, and he looks up and down the the golden thread that's going on. He just tells Harry, Hold on. and his voice is all, like, distant and echoey, and Voldemort's, like, shocked. He, If he didn't know what was going on before, Super doesn't know what's going on now. There's more screams of pain from his wand, and then an old man emerges. This is Frank. Shout-out to Frank Bryce. And he, Harry's only seen him in his dreams, so, like, Think of that. That has to be
2: like super weird. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's like proof to Harry that his dreams mean something, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, oh, this you, Harry. Yeah. And Frank goes, he was a real wizard then? Killed me, that one did. You, you fight him, boy. <laughs> and it mentions
3: he has his walking stick, which I just want to say I love because maybe you can take something that is very prized to you or that you use often into the afterlife with you.
1: Or maybe it's something he had on him.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I oh.
1: Yeah, why didn't Cedric get the Triwizard
2: Cup?
3: Because Harry needed him
2: when he died. I
3: don't know. weren't they holding it?
2: Oh, maybe. Oh no, they weren't anymore.
3: Yep. So then Bertha Jorkins is next, and she says, "Don't let go now.
2: Don't let him get you, Harry. Don't let go." And yes, I think that it's really cool. I mean, it's not cool. This is not cool because these are all people that he's killed. But I appreciate in the book, like, we really we really get to see everybody going back to his parents because I forgot for a long time because in the movie, it's just Cedric and then his parents.
0: Yeah. yeah. Isn't it? Yeah.
2: So oh, and then... No, Frank comes out. Cedric, Frank, and his parents. But, yeah. like, Bertha Jorkins is completely out. We yeah. don't see, yeah. like... Um. Wormtail's hand or
1: anything. Yeah. When you only hear the parents and Cedric talk. Right.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Question, because I almost rather bring this up. So Cedric comes out of Voldemort's wand, but Peter Pettigrew killed him. So did Peter use. The wand. But did he use Voldemort's wand? How would Voldemort give anybody his wand to use? Why wouldn't he just use his own? How would he trust anybody? Pettigrew?
1: Because hmm. where would he have kept it for 12 years being a, a rat? I
3: don't know. Put it in a little hidey hole. You're I rat. don't think that he has one. <laughs> no, maybe you're right.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, Isaiah says Wormtail was disarmed in Prisoner of Azkaban as well. So, okay, I'm wrong. I just wanted to know. Appreciate it. But anyway, so the ghosts are pacing the inner walls of the Golden Web. And they're whispering words of encouragement to Harry, and then they're hissing these other words that Harry can't hear to Voldemort. So I just want to know what they were saying. They're like, what's it like to have no you lips? You suck.
1: Probably bad words. Did mm-hmm. you smell that? It's your own body. You stink. You can't smell because you don't have a nose. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're a loser, and no one likes you. You're a loser, and you don't have lips. <laughs> Isaiah <It> says, trash.
1: Lolly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I-
3: Speaking of, and then another person was coming. So,
1: and I'm going to read this directly from the book called The Gablet of Fire. And now another head was emerging from the tip of Voldemort's wand. And Harry knew when he saw it who it would be. He knew as though he had expected it from the moment when Cedric had appeared from the wand. Knew because the woman was the one he'd thought about more than any other tonight. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sarah's gonna pause, pause for me getting all teary-eyed. No, but think like he's never seen his mother. I, well, I shouldn't say that because obviously as a child he's seen her in person. But this is the first time he's seeing his parents, like, like, like in a physical sort of form. Yeah, 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 yeah. um So it's emotional. So he's looking right into the ghostly face of his mother and she tells him that his father is coming and to hold on for his father. And then again, reading from the book, and he came, first his head, then his body, tall and untidy-haired like Harry. The smoky, shadowy form of James Potter blossomed from the end of Voldemort's wand, fell to the ground and straightened up like his wife. He walked close to Harry, looking down at his... I don't know if that's his or him. And he spoke in the same distant, echoey voice as the others, but quietly, so that Voldemort, his face now livid with fear as his victims prowled around him, could not hear. When the connection is broken, we will linger for only moments, but we will give you the time. We will give you time. You must get to the portkey. It will return you to Hogwarts.
3: Um,
1: that's really hard for me to read because it's really sad.
3: Yeah, it's very sad.
1: Um, but there's actually like a whole thing on Pottermore, like, uh kind of factoid thing about prior... Pre, hold on.
2: Priori incantatum.
1: Yep.
3: Speaking of, yeah, that is the name of this chapter and that is what's going on right now, but we don't find that out till later.
1: Yes. So it's otherwise known as the reverse spell effect and this reveals the last spell cast by another's wand. So think of like the last, what, one, two, three, four, five, out of the last six spells, five of them were the killing curse to kill, I mean not counting the other ones, you know, that's just sad.
3: Yeah. You need to calm down, sir. Um
1: and then there's actually a picture on Pottermore that depicts Voldemort and Harry. Oh, that's um and then with all of these people around him and it's like depicts um literally first of all, Cedric looks like a child. I mean, he is only 7 when was he 18 by this point? Um but his parents are like right next to Harry like kind of like I don't want to say egging him on but like helping him with the situation being like we're here for you <sighs> so then goes Cedric's ghostly figure asks Harry to bring his body back to his parents which in the movie it just says to his father and then James is telling Harry it's time and to get ready to run So then Harry pulls his wand up, breaking the connection. The lights and the songs coming from the connection weren't there anymore, but the shadowy figures were still there, disrupting Voldemort's view of Harry so that he was able to make an easier getaway. Um, And then reading from the book again, because I completely forgot about this, um, Harry ran as if he had never run in his life, knocking two stunned Death Eaters aside as he passed. He zigzagged behind headstones, feeling their curses following him. Hearing them hit the headstones, he was dodging curses and graves, pelting towards Cedric's body, no longer aware of the pain in his leg, his whole being concentrated on what he had to do. And so I said it's really completely different from the movie, um, and really it makes more sense for it to happen the way it is in the book, because, you know, there are, he's, he is there 30 to 1 with all of these people around him. He is in a graveyard, so it's not like a straight shot. He, you know, there's headstones and stuff. All around him. Um, he's lucky he didn't yeah. die from
3: anyone else. You know what I mean? thank, and you know, of course, goodness. The, the
1: Death Eaters are going to fight back and be like, he's right. getting away. Yeah. You know, Nagini's probably like, I'm hungry, that's my dinner.
2: <laughs> Thankfully, the Priory and Cantatum, like, lifted them away from that circle, too, though. Like, you know, I mean, like, I know that the Death Eaters ended up, like, prowling again, mm-hmm. but, like, it wasn't the same setup. Solid, you know, it wasn't a, a solid yeah. wall. Right, so he, like, had the opportunity.
1: hmm um, and then I also said it shows how adrenaline can be, like, a crazy thing because he wasn't able to walk before the port key. You know, right. even at the beginning of this, he was having trouble standing on his leg because of the cruciatus curse that hit him. And, you know, his leg has been injured since before he even touched the cup. Mm-hmm. But now he is running purely on adrenaline. And honestly, like, I think his parents coming back, like, gave him a boost, being like, you can do this. Like, we're going to be able to get you. Like, we're going to help you try to get to the cop and get Cedric and go back. So because of this, he's like I can do this, like I have a chance and he's going to run. Like he can't even like, you know, think about how much his bo- like pain his body is in. Mm-hmm. I wish that they would
2: have made this more close in the movie. And like again, I understand some creative changes and I'm not a nitpicky person when it comes to book to movie adaptations cuz like I have to view them separately. But like this is something so simple that it would have really like it would have added to the drama of the ending, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that it would have been um it would have been really neat to see him get away like this. Yeah, for sure. So, um
1: and also like I just I just feel for him in this moment when like he sees his parents and Cedric and like he's already struggling to keep that connection with the wand and then he sees these people that he's never really seen And anything that he can truly remember, like, he just has really dreams about them. um, And flashbacks of things that he doesn't really understand. And now they're talking to him. um, It's just crazy, and it makes me want to, like, give him a cuddle. That's insane. (sighs) So then Harry throws an impediment uh, behind him. I don't know if I said that right. And he doesn't look to see if he actually hit one, because cool guys don't look at explosions. (laughs) He finally (laughs) has reached Cedric. He grabs his arm, and then... um, there's basically like one headstone between himself and voldemort, and um you know, and Voldemort obviously is an intent on killing him, so he's raising his arms to fire the avada cadaver curse at Harry, but Harry's a little bit quicker, and he accio's the snot right out of that porky cup, you know it was her cup, and that's and then the sneaker sneaker, the seeker catches it by the handle and um. Essentially, like, as he's being, he's feeling the jerk behind his navel, he can hear Voldemort's screams of frustration, and he knows that the portkey is working to get him and Cedric back to Hogwarts. Um, but, like, what do you... So we're going to kind of dive right back, unless you guys have anything to say about that. Mm-hmm. I just want to know, like, what do you think Voldemort's plans were... Like, do you think talking about Porky? Do you think that it was going to take him to Hogwarts to like immediately go there and fight? Like, I killed Harry. I'm going to try to kill Dumbledore and all Dude, these people I, there.
3: I bet because yeah. Hogwarts is so
2: important to him.
3: Yeah, That'd be he the first place he in.
2: Yeah, and he always has trouble get, getting yeah. in there. So that was like the perfect. End. Yeah,
1: I bet you. I bet you any money. That's how the Porky was.
2: Oh yeah, and that's you know. why it
1: was set up that way. Because yeah, I know I like that, that we like
2: we questioned that. Yeah. I think maybe in the last chapter or something yeah. but yeah i i agree
1: because i'm like i know he didn't just plan on like killing harry and then having a party he probably was like i got harry he's the number one guy it's yeah. gonna be so much easier yeah hogwarts do see ya we gotta go bye mara hey. says i don't know bro mara says do you
2: think voldemort would have just sent harry's dead body back I think he would have made a show of it. He's a showman. He He would have brought Harry's dead body back, but he would have come with it, I think. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, wearing it like a pelt.
2: Yeah, and he would have left Cedric and just taken Harry with him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 100%.
1: Yeah.
2: What are some other... um... Though he does say that he's going to feed Harry to Nagini, but I I think that... I think he would have afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have taken Nagini with him, too. For sure. All right. So I don't think
3: we're to do that on purpose. We have, a, yeah. No, I have. I have an idea. So Mara, for a lightning bolt, cro- lightning bolt questions, we have a listener in the Discord, Maros, who sent a bunch of them, and not all of them are like associated to this chapter. So maybe we'll just like pull one until we've done them all, and then just continue on to the others as well. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Does that sound good? I don't care. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. But I'll save hers for last because it'll be. A fun one. Okay. Okay. So we'll go to a question from Vinny. What would be the most embarrassing spell to come out of a Priori (laughs) Incantata? Hmm.
1: I mean, I can think of some
3: embarrassing
1: Hmm. ones. Ah. Embarrassing spells. I don't know. Like, what if, what if, um, I don't know if I would, if I should say it's maybe I won't. I'm just thinking, like...
3: Clean up ran. El Pupio? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think on that one, but it's... But that's funny. Um, Amy... <laughs>
2: Vinny, what if you used Avada to kill a cockroach?
3: <laughs> that wouldn't work. Cock- nothing kills cockroaches, man. You see that little one that survived with Wally?
1: Look what I typed in there. In the group.
3: I'll just say... <laughs> In Gorgio. Oh, my God. So, Amy Lou, Mary Sue, says, What do you think Lily and James were saying to Voldemort? Which we sort of talked about, but, like, truthfully, just those two? Mama Lily, I think she's a little fired up.
1: I think they were saying not nice words to him about their son. He's going to kick your beat. If you if you had a nose, he'd knock it right off your face. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, I kind of just feel like they're probably saying very spiteful things because mm. that's what they feel towards him.
1: Or, like, a, what if they're saying things that, like, um, really cut deep until, like, no one's ever loved you, and you're probably. not that great, Yeah, Harry's better like, than you, and he's going to win, and we're going to make sure that he's going to win. And
3: yeah. Um, Mara asks, what... Was it just Harry's class that had the imperious curse put on them, or did he did he do it to other classes, years, groups too?
1: I think I feel like he taught it to everybody I agree. I wonder like did we we discuss like if he um was allowed to do it and stuff like I wonder if he just did it to get like he enjoyed it you know I think yeah. he
3: did it for the purpose of testing Harry, but he couldn't just do it for
1: fourth year Agreed. so he had to do it
3: for all of them to not look suspicious but why so. was he
1: testing Harry to see what he's
2: made of you got to, to
1: report back this? to Voldy but then he like proved to be like you can fight this you know what I mean like he's the reason that he was able to fight it
2: I uh, I true. kind of just think that Judy likes to play games partially mm. so yeah. it was kind of like
1: hmm, Judy am to test scramble
3: Isaiah
1: plays a little boggle <laughs>
3: Isaiah asks, do muggles have their own afterlife since they can't become ghosts?
1: I would say ghosts. Muggles are ghosts as well. Wouldn't you think? Like in real time life. I would think that they can. I don't
2: know. I mean, like you
3: hear where, of, like where haunting Where was it where it was stuff? said that
1: ghosts choose to be ghosts? Um, it's
3: in there. It's after R.I.P. Pour one out. Cirrus dies. I, kind of I
2: remember think, that. Oh, I think when there. Harry questions it or something, he's like, why couldn't Sirius have come back as a ghost or something like something that? Something like that. Mm. And I feel like maybe Hermione, probably Hermione, <laughs> is like... Did somebody say that?
3: Uh, Bree says it's in the fifth book.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, nearly headless Nick says it, okay. <laughs> it's Sir
3: Nick-less. Demimsy De Popington. Tam also snowballs in this and says, what if you married a muggle? Would you have separate afterlives? that would blow so I hope that you don't have separate afterlives (laughs) Um, okay so I'm going to pick a question that Mara asked let's see oh I like this one favorite swisherism owls caban (laughs) Um, I don't know any lettuce pun (laughs) sign me up yeah
1: let's roll right into the next section with that one (laughs) We're going to end dive into the details.
3: We're going to dive into this fan story. Okay. Unless you have a Swisherism.
1: No. I mean, I'm sure I do. Florence, I like death Dude, But is Florence really a Swisherism? Yes.
3: Yeah. We have <laughs> claimed her. Florence
1: was around pre-Swish.
3: Florence, TM, R with a circle. C with a circle.
1: Oh, I thought I picked this up, and I didn't. I'm like a monkey here. Do you need this for your headphones?
3: Nope. Get your foot away from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fan story time. So this one comes from Liana Rowberry. That's a really cool name, first yeah, of all. So she says, first off, my name is Liana. I first encountered Harry Potter when I was in fourth grade. I was in a class for visually impaired people, and part of the day I went to a mainstream class mainstream class. It just so happened that when I went to the regular class one day that my teacher was reading The End of Sorcerer's Stone. I really don't remember how I managed to miss almost the whole reading. I came into the story when Coral revealed himself as the true antagonist. It was a really weird experience coming into the story at that point, but I still thought it was interesting. I didn't think about what I heard for a long time or what the book was. I think I heard it mentioned here and there, but I was young and didn't think much of it. A couple of years later, my family was reading the books and got me to read them. I think I was in 6th or 7th grade. Funny thing was, I had a chronic problem at the time with misreading the names, and the best example of this was when I failed to realize the I in Hermione was not an L. So until the first movie was close to coming out, I read her name as Hermlone. My eyes do things like that sometimes, too. I have a bad habit of hurrying through books sometimes, so I missed some stuff that first time reading through the books that were out then. The first movie was announced not too long after I caught up to to four, I think. I was in seventh grade when the first movie came out, and I got to go to the midnight premiere. I used to enjoy the movies a lot more than I do now, probably because I've listened to the audiobooks over 30 times and can pinpoint everything that is wrong and missing. It drives me crazy. I got to experience the excruciating wait for books five, six, and seven. I read book five in less than eight hours. Oh, oh my that's incredible. The other two were a bit slower, but by then I had discovered the upside to slower reading. Because I have to hold books closer to my face, I tend to forget my surroundings and get pulled into the story more. I was at a girl's camp a few days after the final book came out, and
2: everyone was reading it there. Can you imagine that? Like, the camp is probably never quieter. (laughs) That would honestly, like, that would make me nervous, because I would feel like I have to be the furthest ahead.
3: Yeah, hmm, let's see. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Reading book seven. Well, actually, the first one was your mom's fault. Reading book seven, your mom's over your shoulder and goes, "Hedwig oh, died." I was like, well, "I'm not there yet." I was like two pages behind. My
1: cousin did that with, "Oh, um, oh shoot, what are those other books?" Um, Hunger Games. Yes, I was reading the first one, and then she's talking about Peta in the second one. I go, "Well, I know he's not dead in this one." And then she goes, "What?" I'm
3: so sorry. Oh, oh, right. God, I'm that's like, really? such a spoiler. <laughs> I think it's all right. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, it was a really funny experience. All we wanted to do was just read instead of anything else at the camp. Harry Potter is always fun for me to read because I'm very good at visualizing things inside my head. I've always had an overactive imagination, and so Harry Potter has helped me channel that more. I mentioned once in the Facebook group that I go to sleep listening to the audiobooks. They really do help clear my mind. I am 28 now, and it's been a lot of fun growing up with Harry Potter. I'm totally proud to call myself a Harry Potter trivia master.
1: That's awesome.
3: Thank you, Liana, awesome. for sharing your story. Thanks. I feel like...
1: It's... Thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story.
3: Because we're the same age, unless you sent this a long, 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 long time ago.
1: But well, I mean, we still might be the same age we are are literally about age. to be 29. <laughs> yep.
3: Um, but I feel like, yeah, you share that same experience that a lot of us had where we get to grow up with it, which is, I mean, that's awesome, you know?
1: It's so crazy now to see, like, even now, kids these days, like, they, they are growing up with it, but in such a different way than yeah. we grew up with it. Yeah. It's cool to see, you mm-hmm. know? hmm Also, I just realized that when you turn 29, I'm going to be halfway, like, <laughs> six, to be 30, and it makes me want to cry a little bit, and I'm not even lying, so we have to... <laughs> oh, Social boy. Social media, what's
2: that? I was actually going to say, why don't we like talk about things that are going on with us before we do social media? I don't care. Do you care? I. Eat. Um okay. So, Katie and I are deep into Downton Abbey. That is Ooh, like our, really? Yeah, that is like our uh, new thing right now. We just finished season 4. I almost so didn't want to go. continue on to season four
3: because what something that you- happened in season three <sighs> made me so angry. Oh, the very very <gasps> Literally, like I haven't been that angry since watching. Dexter. I almost did. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have
1: watched anymore. I was so mad. I, I was thought like, about no, it was like, all day. No, we gotta day. keep going. We gotta, we gotta keep like, going.
2: I want to see the movie. Oh.
1: I Then I had to, like, read what else happened because I'm like, I just want to know because, like, I just... I, all Good. I'm going to say about it is I want, and also, this isn't like a spoiler because it's literally years later.
2: Yeah, but we're only at the end of
1: season four. All I'm saying is what happened in season three. Mm. Oh, okay.
2: Everyone's saying they stopped at season three because they were so mad. I yeah. get it. But like the thing. So
1: My thing mom stopped contracts. watching. My mom
2: was watching it with us and she watched the last. She's like, I, I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. Bit, I'm also uh, crap at watching television shows anyways. But the thing, <laughs> like they do their contracts over there for shows differently. Mm-hmm. And his contract was over, same with the one girls. And so they just didn't renew him. And so they were like, there was no way to write him out of the show except that. Like, that wouldn't have made sense, you know what I mean? Which is so infuriating because I love him. He's
2: my favorite. I, I'm just saying, though.
1: And it Cib- took them so long to get together.
2: Sybil and Matthew were my two favorite characters. Yeah. <laughs> and Go um, up. yeah, it was like. I love Annie and Mr. Bates. So yes. do I. And they're really great in season four. Have you watched season four? <laughs> their, like, their story is screwed. Their story three. is great in season four, but like. <sighs> yes, Vinny. Sybil and Matthew were my favorite, and I was just like, oh, God. So, yeah, that's that's where we're, we just finished season four. Um, we want to finish seasons five and six before we go see the new movie that literally just came out today, the day we're recording this. Why are you um, pretty Because I want to know if you know
3: who Dan Stevens is. Yeah, he's the Beast. Is that we didn't know? realize oh that my God, Like d- season oh, two. It took me a I'm long a time to catch on. Them. So,
1: like, I... Well, so, like, the first, okay, so, like, the first, I would say, first season and a half, I was, like, do I find him attractive or do I not? And then I was, like, more of his storyline. I'm, like, I need you to get with Mary. <laughs> and then I'm, like, yes, you're so attractive. And then I had to be, like, what other things is he in? He's in this one movie where he's playing this American guy that, like, it's kind of, like, a horror more of a thriller he like goes and he pretends that he is and I think he was a soldier in the movie but he pretends to be like this family whose son died like in the war like nowadays like and he's a soldier was killed in line of duty um and he's like oh we were friends and then like moves in for a little bit and then like terrorizes the family <gasps> but he's also so hot like and that. I'm like I <laughs> love this and so then I had to watch all the other things that he's in
2: yeah I love him a lot
3: yeah and I
1: he's was really good looking very and I to watch very sad
3: I just hope I didn't cut you off yeah. did I cut you off I don't think so okay I apologize if I did
2: but yeah so uh we're really loving Downton um it's a good show and we started it because the movie was coming out and i was like i want to go see this it sounds like something i would love like i'm obsessed with the crown on netflix like basically any british drama i'm all about it so i was like why did we never watch this let's do it so
1: and maggie smith is in it she's oh so my god funny. she
2: makes me laugh she's hilarious yeah. in it so yeah but um but yeah like british dramas that's that's my go to even when reading like british what is it what is the the book category that i like found it it's called like brit chick lit or something yeah, like yeah no no that. no i think you're right <laughs> like british chick literature is like my jam so i'm like why not just like do that with tv shows too so is it your cup jam <laughs> they just released the trailer for season 3 of the crown and they really? um revealed queen elizabeth cuz it's a new actress like it's a whole new cast now cuz yeah, they like love jumped her. ahead um, yeah
1: She's in a couple of other things that She's I've watched. She's in The
2: Favorite, which was like really weird yeah. and bizarre, and I was yeah. not a fan of it. But
1: <laughs> It was very
2: bad. Yeah. But she won for it. So. Um,
1: and Helena bonham
2: Olivia Colman, Olivia Olivia yeah. And Helena Bonham-Cotter is playing Margaret. So. Who's playing Prince Philip? I don't know, but nobody will be as good as...
1: Oh, he was so good, Matt Smith.
2: Yes, he looks literally just like him. Duh. Yeah, let me but look it up and see who's I be playing I am him. obsessed with The Crown. Can't wait for it. It comes out like in mid-November. So, yeah, that's what's going on in our lives. And also, um, I wanted to tell everybody that Wait, September... Wait, saying what I think you're going to say? I'm going to talk about the Heart Walk. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, to- Tob- Tobias Menzies. I think is how you say it. Tobias. Oh, yeah. Tobias. I say. Tobias. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Tobias. It, he he yeah. was in um, Outlander and a couple of other things, but I love him. Love him. But, yeah, he's playing uh, Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. I don't think Edinburgh. I'm going to like him as much as Matt Smith. Charles oh, Dance geez. is going to be Lord Louis Mettenbaum. Mountbatten, What is wrong oh, with Mount? Mettenbaum? And, then, <laughs> and then you would know him if you watched Game of Thrones. He is um, the father of Jamie, Cersei, and... Um, oh, what a jerk. Yes. I don't like him. I mean, yes. Yeah.
2: We're still like on season three of Game of Thrones. I don't know when we're going to pick that back up again. But I finally we're got an HBO. I know after that maybe we'll go back to it. But I finally got an HBO Go password to work. So. Woo!
1: Oh <laughs> we just tried my. a
2: ton <laughs> until one worked. <laughs> no, no. It's like a friend of a friend. But, you know.
1: You're hilarious. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm not paying for HBO Go. I pay for enough streaming services. Um, so, anyway, I wanted to thank everybody for um, buying merch and helping me and Katie reach. Our goal for the Heart Walk uh, that is going on tomorrow, which will be like a week from when this comes out, a week before, Um, but tomorrow morning is the Heart Walk, and we raised over $1,000. Incredible. Which is incredible, and my mom is like so grateful, she like wanted to cry about it. She was like, oh my god, tell Sarah and Tiffany, thank you so much for letting you like do that partnership. And The
1: way you said it, she's like, she wanted to like... Cry about it. She
2: did, but like she was so happy. She was just like so, and she, everybody that purchased merch for that fundraiser, my mom is making a little gift for you that we're gonna send out separately. And like, yeah, it won't come. It with won't come, come with your you order. stuff. It'll be separate. Um, but yeah, my mom and me are putting little packages together for everybody. So as a thank you, little packages. Yeah. So thank you, you guys, because yeah, we reached over a thousand. It's great. Katie, what's up with your life? Because it's totally different from mine. Wait, no,
3: no, no. Can I drop something? First mention? Sure. Because it comes
2: out on this Sunday, but it'll already
3: be out. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, Discord, you're hearing it first, I think. I think I we might have... you've
1: not stopped saying all right, so this all entire right episode. All, all right,
3: right, bad. Um, you're getting a little sneak peek. I think we may have mentioned before, but it's actually real and has been in the works and is legit, so by this time... It has been time, recorded. It's yeah, too
1: legit to quit.
3: By this time, when... When this episode comes out, episode two of this should be out. One three. and two. No, three. it It'll When this comes out, the third episode will be coming out. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So September 22nd, I believe, is the 25th anniversary of Friends. And Meg and me and our friend Chrissy are doing a Friends podcast called Friends Talking Friends. So it, we're just breaking down all the episodes, because Meg has seen, like, two episodes total of all of Friends. I've dabbled in it very few and far between. So, yeah. We're excited. And she, oh, and Chrissy's an expert, so we have like novice like, medi- expert. intermediate. There and are times where,
1: expert. like, we'll get together, and, like, Chrissy and I, she was like, well, do you know this? I'm like, yeah, we do. So then we'll make, like, friends jokes the entire time we're together, and nobody else gets them. Yeah. And then we're dying of laughter, and everyone's <laughs> like, alright, cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, basically like the format of it is we're going to literally watch an episode and then immediately immediately record a podcast about it. Um so so far we have done two episodes. Technically three actually. We we have like an intro episode that's coming out. Um and then episode 1 will also be coming out the same day as our intro episode. So we're dropping two at once and then the following week will be episode 2 of Friends. Episode three of the podcast. Right. So yeah.
3: So check it out if you are a friend of friends, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun so far. I mean, we just started, but it's been a lot of fun.
2: And a fun little tidbit is that I have realized that I've seen the first two episodes of Friends before. <laughs> I didn't think that I had, but I did. So.
1: I will also say I totally guessed who her favorite character is. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys
2: think? People in Discord, tell me who you think my favorite character of Friends is after after the first two episodes. And it's very prominent. Like, she was just like,
0: Like, no, this one's my favorite. I
2: really enjoy them. Because I'm not giving you a clue. A lot. (gasps) (gasps)
0: Everybody's saying Chandler. Yeah, that's
2: because Chandler's the best. Chandler's my favorite. I said that Chandler at this moment in time is my least favorite just because, like, we haven't... Heard from him, like, at all. I don't really know anything about him. He's had like two lines, I feel like, in the first two episodes. So, no, it's not Chandler.
1: I will say, you know, it's one of my favorite things in the first episode. This is how much I've watched this show when she's talking to her um dad, and she's like, It's, you know, your whole life, everyone's telling you, you're a shoe, you're a shoe, you're a <laughs> yes, shoe. Yeah, that line is great. And she's like, I don't want to
2: be a. Sho- I I want to be a hat.
1: <laughs> goes, no, no don't, don't buy me a hat. <laughs> it's a metaphor, daddy.
2: Oh guys, yeah, it's Ross. I really love Ross. I do. I'm sorry, Vinny. Vinny, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I love him. He's just like well, I talk about it, I talk about it a lot in the first couple episodes that we've recorded so far, but like he's just so
1: real. I need you to I need to hear what you're gonna say when you get to the last episode of the entire series. I will say he goes through a journey. Um as they all he's do. He's just
2: real, and he's a sensitive man, and I appreciate it. Mm. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> Except Tam, thank you. Tam, is he your favorite
1: friends out of the six of them? Because I've seen this series. Like, I, I literally think this is the only television series that I've seen every single episode of. I oh, don't. you haven't
2: seen every episode of The Office? No. <gasps> I don't even think I've seen ten. Oh, my God, The Office is the
1: bomb. Um, oh, that's a lie. I've seen all of Game of Thrones, but, like... 90% of the stuff I watch, I don't, I don't finish Live TV about shows. Stranger Things? Yeah, but that's not end. You know, there's uh-huh. more to come. So, like, with, with Friends, I've seen every episode, and I watch Friends all the time. So I know these characters way better, obviously, than these two have because they haven't watched it as much as I have. So I'm interested all to I see mean, yeah. how you're going to react at certain parts of what... I'm and saying, even, like, I'm yeah. two
2: episodes in. I like Ross.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm also interested to see because a lot of it doesn't um, translate, translate translate well into like, um, for lack of a better term, the woke culture of now. Yeah, so I'm interested to hear what your feel, ask, like your point of view is going to be. I
2: kind of feel like that's why I really don't like Joey. I am not a fan at all in any way, shape, or form at this moment in time of Joey. I really don't like him. Um, and like I said, Chandler like. He hasn't had enough lines for me to really like know who he is, um, but Ross to me is like he's just real. Like, like I, I really like what Tam just said in the group. He is human, and like to me, to me, all of the others at this moment in time, like they have a shtick. You know what I mean? Like Rachel has a persona, Monica has a persona, Joey has a persona, even Phoebe does, and Chandler does a little not really. Like Phoebe and Chandler like not as much, but that's because at this moment in time they were just background characters, mm. which I learned from Chrissy. But Ross to me is just real. Like he is the most relatable in my opinion because he has emotions and he I don't know. Sorry guys, I love him.
1: I will say with with Ross, I just don't care how he handles his relationship with Rachel and then the thereafter. Um
2: yeah, and like I don't really know Anything to be completely say, like.
1: There's a wedding in the series um, that doesn't go great, and I just read a fantastic tidbit, which I'm sure Chrissy knows about. So that's that'll be interesting. Hopefully, she brings it up. But I'm sure we she will. On, she's she's been not like, yeah. friends talking friends. <laughs> she's been like
2: super awesome with little like behind the scenes tidbits and stuff. Yeah. It's really like we talked about like their auditions, and it's just really cool. So.
1: Um, so yeah,
2: check out Friends Talking Friends. We're gonna launch the Facebook page. Um, for the people who are not discord right now, it's going to be launching like tomorrow. Um, and yeah, so go follow us on Facebook. We might start an Instagram. I have to, we just have like a lot going on in our life and to manage another Instagram page would be a lot, but maybe cause it'll be nice to be able to like go live on Instagram and stuff. So, so that's a possibility. Are so you look out for guys going to do it every week? Yeah, we are. Because it's, like, really easy to knock a couple out at one time. Yeah, just like it's, yeah, it's a 24-minute episode. They 24 say, like, I haven't watched every episode. Right.
1: <laughs> and if you ever need a guest host, I could be on. Steph obviously can be on. She's watched it a million times. Tam, we're all down. I know, and Tiff. Yeah. Yeah, so. well, yeah. Tiffany also loves it. It's just not as, like, I obviously am about as me, Not, not as, as much as me, dude. Not as much as me. <laughs> um, but moving on, Are you, anything else you guys have to say? Nope.
2: I know for sure it'll be out on like Podbean right away, but it takes a bit to propagate to like iTunes and Google Play. So that was a big um, word. yeah, it was. That's a big she word. didn't choke on it. I'm surprised. <laughs> so for sure you can find it on Podbean <laughs> right away. Um, but yeah, and probably YouTube. I'm assuming we'll upload them to YouTube just like we do Swish. So Tube of You. And yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And all of our titles. It's such start, a good episode. <laughs> all of our all, all of our episode <laughs> titles will, will start with the one where. Dot dot dot. So just yeah.
1: You guys I love the one it's the one where no one's ready. It's so good.
2: Like I think our 1st so our good. first episode it says like the one where Megan discovered she likes Ross or something like that. It's something with something, my name. Something. I don't remember, but yeah. So like they're gonna be like that where it's just gonna be about like what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> Could I be wearing any more clothes? <laughs> <laughs> So when does this come out? Next weekend. So I'm just gearing up. So I have... The wedding is over. My friend is married. So I'm guessing happily. They're probably still <laughs> married by now. I mean, They've been together for like six years, so... Um, and then I just have school and, you know that's literally my life is so busy I have no time off but then we're going to be going to Boston soon so oh, man. Excited. check us out we're going to be there um, and we're going to be at LeakyCon we also got am I allowed to say this
2: yeah, I think we too. got press
1: passes. Yeah, we did. What? So we might be talking to some people that have been in the films, um, and hopefully, while we're there, we're going his- to hang out with Chris Rankin. I really hope that happens.
2: Cross <laughs> your fingers that we get to talk to Dan Fogler, because I will oh. die a little yeah, on the inside be, if we they'd do. Be
1: pretty cool. Guys, so
2: he's a half and has a
3: dolphin patronus, just like me.
2: You're so cute, Pasha. One of our panels is going to be with Eric from MuggleCast, so we will for sure at least get to meet Eric. Andrew, I don't think is going to be there, but Michael will be. So probably.
1: Yeah, so hopefully we don't sound like idiots up on the stage. Um, one Fuck. of them is going to be the four of us. So like,
2: yeah,
1: I, I'm just like a little bit worried about the other ones, just because I don't know these people and I don't know how they podcast. Because I will lie, I don't listen to them. We've been
2: on an episode of Hogwarts Radio with Terence before.
1: Yeah, I didn't do well because I didn't feel great. I didn't yeah. talk much, I should say, um, which is fine. But it can be a lot of voices, so we're just
2: going to have yeah. to figure out how to balance that. Yes, that's but. the
1: the biggest part I'm worried about is because
2: it's nine of us. Eight of us. It's eight of us. A lot of people. I know, because Hogwarts Radio is three. We're four, and then Eric from MuggleCast. Yeah. So
1: hopefully, hopefully people come and enjoy it. So if you're going to Leaky Can in Boston, say hi. We're gonna be there. Um, We'll definitely be there Saturday at some point um, to just like walk around and attend as a guest. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Can we go to the Harry and the Potters concert? Yeah. I prefer Draco and the Malvoys. Well, they're playing, too. My dad is rich, and your dad is dead. We have to hear the Basilisk song. My dad
2: is rich, and your dad is dead. <laughs> Mara,
3: I'm Most not sure. Save
1: Ginny Weasley from, from the, the Basilisk. basilisk.
2: <laughs> yes, we will definitely have videos on YouTube. Okay,
1: cool. Um, Good. Yeah. And then on Sunday, that's when we're doing our two panels, so... I don't remember the times off the top of my head. Also, my best friend is coming to like help us out, so we have like a little like another set of hands. So you get to see her if she's there, like if you're there. You,
3: you can ask see. her if she's happily married. Yeah, yeah. you
1: can. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay I'll tell tuned. You. I'll tell you all about it. Also, it's Katie's birthday weekend, so Woo! it's gonna be Parte Cité, Boston. Watch out! Swish is coming for you.
2: And Salem, which I'm super excited about. So It's all just a bunch of hocus-pocus. All right, social medias. Yes. So you can follow us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, and then also on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and also join our Patreon, which gives you access to the Felix Files and lots of other perks. So you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. And lastly, you can find all of the information compiled into one spot on our website at swishflickcast.com.
1: Yep, cool. Do you want me to read it? Do it. Well, because Tiffany's not here, so we have to do her job. This concludes, well, that concludes this (laughs) week's episode. So, for Voldemort and Valor, thank you so much for listening and don't let those muggles get you down. Jump in my voice! <laughs> Tiffany, come back to us. Tiffany, Ooh, Tiffany, Tiffany. Come back. Ooh, it's Tiffany. My name is Sarah, and I'm here to say, y'all are losers, and I am the coolest. Waiting with bated breath. camo 86, <gasps> what are you gonna tell me? I don't remember what happened this morning, let alone anything else. Prit-to-plays, pr- to plays preferences... I can't believe you didn't know that. Well, maybe also you now. guys have been eating Honey Hut significantly longer than I have. I'm pretty
2: sure that we follow their Instagram, babe.
1: Uh, <gasps> but they.
2: Um,
3: to answer uh, Vinny's question, and in case anyone else is wondering, Tiffany is not with us tonight. She had a family thing to do, so you're stuck with just the three of us. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah,
2: it was sort of last minute, so we apologize. We We're weren't just even gonna, like thankfully she did her notes already so we're just gonna like read what she had to say Yeah,
1: as a good teacher she did her notes yeah. <laughs> as a bad student I did mine about an hour ago